What's up, y'all? What's up? Yo, welcome back to my podcast. It has been so long since I recorded an episode. If you're an OG subscriber, you know my podcast used to be called A Kaisha Story. I've decided to rebrand this podcast from A Kaisha Story to The Kaisha Creates Podcast. Don't worry, A Kaisha Story isn't fully going away. If I have stories to share with you, they will be called A Kaisha Story Episodes. However, I want to expand what I talk about on my podcast. So I've decided to do a little rebranding. So let's get into it, shall we? I'm gonna just go ahead and tell y'all right now that I'm dealing with multiple angles as I record this. So bear with me. And if you catch me looking down, it's because I'm looking at my notes and I wanna make sure that I hit all of the points that I wanna talk about today. Today's episode is about the creation and aftermath of my recent one woman show at the Green Room 42. This is important to what I will be discussing today. So very quick background on me in case you are not familiar with me and my story. I started acting in 2015 after winning an $80,000 wedding from Marina Stage in Washington, DC. If you are interested in hearing that full story, you can check it out on my husband and I's podcast, Happily Hughley. I'll link the episode in the show notes. Nonetheless, winning this wedding is how I started acting. Prior to this, I didn't have any formal theater experience or training. However, I have always been an artist slash performer due to my participation in a variety of disciplines, liturgical dance, trumpet, public speaking, etc. After deciding I wanted to start acting in 2015, I did community theater for two years in the DMV area, all while working my full-time job for the U.S. Department of State. Balancing a full-time job and community theater was quite the art to say the least. So eventually, I decided to quit my full-time job with the federal government and moved to New York City to attend a musical theater conservatory. Prior to attending conservatory, I didn't have any formal training, and this was my first time studying the art of singing. And of course, acting and dancing as well. Before moving, I created and performed in a one-woman show I titled A Legacy for Our Daughters, which I sold out to 100 people at a recital hall called The Ark. This one-woman show contained a series of monologues and short films I created. I didn't have any acting training at the time, but I knew I had a message that I wanted to share with others. One of the short films, entitled Hashtag Regal Not Ratchet, won Best Social Media Film Award at the Freedom Film Festival in New Orleans, Louisiana. Again, I had no formal training. It was just something I wanted to create, so I made it. Since graduating from conservatory in 2018, I've booked several professional productions in New York and beyond, which include Revelation the Musical Off-Broadway, The Full Monty and Miracle on 34th Street at the Argyle Theater, and Kinky Boots at Arts Center of Coastal Carolina. Since graduating, I've spent a great deal of time continuing to train and hone my craft, while also exploring other areas of interest, including but not limited to intimacy direction, producing, and content creation. I've been a content creator longer than I've been acting. However, I've been an artist longer than I've been a content creator. In 2021, a friend and colleague of mine, Michael Kushner, reached out to me to ask if I had a solo show I was interested in doing at the Green Room 42. I told him I didn't currently have a solo show and he asked if I would be willing to create one. Y'all, Kaisha creates, so naturally I said yes. I knew I would be performing in Kinky Boots during the fall of 2021, so I chose a date in early 2022 with the thought of giving myself adequate time to prepare. While I was doing Kinky Boots, I didn't put in as much time and work as I thought I would be able to due to the challenges of doing a production during COVID, 
getting back in the swing of being in a production after two plus years, understudying two roles, and also working two remote jobs in addition to Kinky Boots. When I returned from my Kinky Boots contract, I knew the work to prepare for my solo show would need to begin immediately. But guess what? It didn't. It took me much longer than anticipated to find my flow back in New York City. My post-show depression was heavy after this contract because it had been such an amazing experience. So it took me a while to feel motivated to dive into the work. I found this surprising because I'm usually so passionate and motivated about my personal projects, but it definitely took me quite a while to get geared up. When I finally got geared up creatively, it was off to the races. There were many times where I thought I should ask to postpone. However, I decided to push through for a few reasons. Well, for one, I thought it best for myself as a musical theater artist to go for it now because many of the things I had been in callbacks for would be happening in the spring. I also pushed myself to go for it because I knew I would be stalling because of fear. I've never been more nervous about anything than I was about this show. Singing for an hour and a half on stage by myself? Like, are you joking? As much as I love performing in musical theater, singing gives me anxiety. So why do a solo show, you may ask? Because I was ready to level up. In the professional contracts I've booked so far, every role I've booked has been an ensemble role. I've learned a lot in these roles. I've had the opportunity to study the leads in the shows that I've been in and learn the lay of the land, if you will. An actor that comes to mind who had a tremendous impact on me and my artistry is Milton Craig Neely. I need a separate episode to break down why, but honestly, there have been so many people who have had such a tremendous impact on me as an artist and as a human being. I know in my core that I am a leading lady. And I'm doing everything in my power to manifest main character energy from here forward. So I needed to do this solo show to address the fear, to conquer the fear, to face it, to prove to myself that I could do something I didn't know I could. And that's exactly what I did. I developed the concept for the show when I was in Los Angeles in August 2021 for a work trip. I remember calling one of my friends, Kaylee Long, on the phone and telling her what my vision was and we ended up talking about it for hours. At the end of that conversation, I had so much to work with, so I continued to brainstorm the concept until it became clear. As I said a little earlier, it took me a while to get inspired and motivated, so putting in the work for the show didn't fully begin until early December. That's right, I pulled together a solo show in just about a month. Zero out of 10, I do not recommend. In general, I work well under pressure, but yeah, I would definitely not do it this way again. Working on a show and working two jobs, yeah, that's a lot and it's too much. If you're interested in seeing what this process was like, I encourage you to check out the latest video on my YouTube channel entitled, How I Created This, A One Woman Social. I documented my creative process as I was going through, which I'm so glad I did, because now I have this to look back on. I'll link the video in the show notes as well. So you're probably wondering, how did the show go? It went so well. Overall, I am very proud of myself. My one goal the week of the show was to make myself proud of what I had created and how I performed, and I accomplished that goal. Everything after that was honestly a bonus. Immediately after the show, my friends and those who came to see and support the show raved about the show and how much they loved it. 
When I got on stage and picked up my cell phone, I had 50 plus text messages from people who had watched online. Green Room 42 provided a live stream option, which made it possible for 50 live stream viewers to tune in as well. After the show, I was exhausted. The compliments I received were incredibly special and thoughtful. However, I couldn't really tell how I personally felt about it until later in the evening after I had processed things a little more. I got home about 1 a.m. in the morning and I was able to sleep. And to my surprise, sleep all the way through the night. However, the next morning, I woke up with one of the worst headaches I've had in a long time. My body was finally feeling all of the things that I perhaps suppressed during the creative process. I was tired. It was a familiar feeling. Burnout. I felt burned out. So I took the next few days to be as lazy as I needed to be in the pockets of time that I could. I had a callback due on February 1st that I received an extension for, so I knew I would have to get that done. However, since the show, I've been trying to ease myself back into things. On Sunday, the day after the show, I felt amazing after I got my headache to subside. I felt the after show high. I felt very proud of myself and what I had accomplished. Messages continued to pour in from social media, texts, and phone calls. I felt really good. I sent thank you emails to all of those who were involved in helping me make this show a success. And one of those emails was to my friend and colleague, Michael Kushner. In Michael's response, he asked me if I wanted to do the show again at the Green Room 42. We are currently in conversations about this, so stay tuned to see what happens. So I knew from looking at my ticket report that a representative from Broadway World had requested an industry comp ticket. So I decided to venture to his Facebook page to read the review. Here is what the beginning of the review says. The calendar page on the Groom Room 42 website built the star of this show as at Kaisha Creates. The announcer last night introduced at Kaisha Creates to the stage. So this is what it's come to. This is where it's at. We are no longer referring to artists by their names. People are booking their club acts and cabaret shows by their social media handles. No, this cannot be. It's not right. But wait. It can be, and it is right, because times change, art evolves, and we must grow, change, evolve with the times and the arts. And like it or not, there is a category of celebrity called the reality TV star. And though there is no art required to be a star of reality television, there is a form of artistic expression to be found online. So it is possible to be a YouTube star and a TikTok star, and Kaisha S. Hughley is a viral social media star. It is what she does. It is where she thrives. It is where she creates. She's good at it too. And then he goes through and he lists all of my social media platforms and the number of followers that I have. This review is pretty sizable. So I'm going to link it in the show notes so that you can read it in full. I do want to highlight one more section of it though. Lest anyone reading this should think after the above suggestions that this writer does not have faith in nor admiration for Kaisha Hughley, please let me be clear. Given what I saw last night and what I have seen on her social media platforms, I like Kaisha Hughley. In her musical play last night, I found evidence of talent, personality, humor, pathos, social consciousness, and much drive. On her social media platforms, there is plenty of proof of her artistic vision and skills and a strong work ethic. There is no reason why Miss Hughley should not conquer the cabaret and concert stage with the same sheer force with which she has made herself a bona fide viral social media star. This was her first outing in the small venue performing arts arena, and there were some areas that will need improvement, but there was also reason for praise. 
What is needed next is just a little help from an industry professional who knows the art form as well as she knows the art of creating online content. Because the price of a ticket to a cabaret show is a little heftier than a like or share on a device. And for that price, audiences deserve a proper cabaret performance. And Kaisha Hughley has everything needed to give that to them. Next time. Again, the review is sizable, so I'm gonna put the link in the show notes. Upon reading the review, I had the reaction you may guess. All of a sudden, the high of the accomplishment I had been feeling went to immediate self-evaluation and critique. Of course, as an artist, I was processing. I had been mentally doing that anyway. As I was nursing my headache on Sunday morning, I ended up watching my show via the live stream so that I could see what viewers saw. And as I was watching, I took notes in my phone for things that I would like to improve going forward. There were parts of this review that shook me a bit. However, after taking time to process, I realized this is actually a pretty good review. The parts of the review that shook me even made some valid points and are definitely things for me to take into consideration. So I'm bringing them up here because I think this review starts two amazing discussions that I think we should all be having. Here's the first one. Are content creators considered artists? If not, why not? Those who attain the title social media celebrity are often not given the same admiration and respect as classically trained artists. For the record, I don't consider myself a social media celebrity or a viral TikTok star. I've had two videos go viral on TikTok. I mean, let's not get it twisted. I'm definitely a star, okay? But I'm not sure I'm a viral TikTok star. As I said earlier in this episode, I've been creating content longer than I've been acting, but I've been an artist longer than a content creator. With that being said, I personally identify myself as an artist first before anything. However, creating content is definitely a part of my artistry. If you knew how much time I spent creating the content I create for my various platforms, child, listen here. However, there is something to be said about this, right? Where are the places where art and content intersect? In general, social media content is meant to be catchy, it's meant to be absorbed quickly and to be put out consistently. Art, on the other hand, is not necessarily that. Sometimes art can be made quick and consistently, but it's not always meant to be catchy or to be absorbed quickly. Sometimes it takes months, years, or even decades to make. Obviously, these are not hard and fast rules or definitions. However, there is definitely a distinction between art and content, and there's also a place in which they intersect. What do you think about this? Hit me up on Instagram and join in on the discussion. The other discussion that this review raises and really the creation of my show in general raises are the ways in which digital and social media can be incorporated into a live performance. To my knowledge, I am the first person to create a theatrical cabaret act in this way. I specifically wanted to do this show in this way to explore the possibilities of incorporating social media into a live performance experience. There is of course a discussion brewing out there about whether cell phones have a place in the theater and at performances in general. If you know me, you know how irritated I get when cell phones go off in the theater. It makes my teeth itch. However, with that being said, I do believe there are live performance experiences and spaces where cell phone usage should be encouraged and actually add to the overall experience. During my solo show, my audience, both in person and virtually, had the opportunity to interact with my show via a QR code they were provided. The QR code took them to a digital playbill created by Marquee Digital. 
On my digital playbill, there was a tab called Engage, where you had the opportunity to answer questions and vote on the fate of where the show went next. This is another reason I created the show in this way. I wanted to explore what it would be like for an audience to engage with a live performance in real time, which is something I haven't seen leveraged often in this space. I created something in a space that hasn't been done before. I was proud of myself for conquering a fear, but even more so now. Upon reflection, I am proud of myself for being an innovator and for exploring the possibilities of digital and social media and live performance. Where do I go from here? I'm not sure. Lots of ideas and concepts are floating around in my mind, but there are definite plans to continue to explore this space. Join the discussion and all things Kaisha Creates with me over on Instagram and TikTok at Kaisha Creates. Also, don't forget to watch my YouTube video documenting my creative process for creating my one woman social to see more behind the scenes. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. Until next time, friends.